This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Easel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Easelt from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at area code 480-284-6393 or you can reach me toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com and while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, on today's episode, we're going to talk about something that represents an important component of many Americans' retirement strategies, as well as the biggest purchase they may ever make, their home. Though the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the economy in both temporary and permanent ways, it hasn't dampened the dream of homeownership for plenty of Americans. We're going to look at some of the reasons you should buy a home, as well as why homeownership may not be a wise financial move for everyone. In our final segment, we'll address some of the advantages and perks of being a long-term renter. But before we get into the pluses and minuses of homeownership, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you today? Well, I'm doing great, Aaron. It's great to be here with you. I'm excited about the show today. Seriously, this is good. Uh, we haven't ever talked about this topic. And it's right. A, yeah, it's an it's interesting one. Well, it is because it's an interesting topic to hear about from a financial planner. Uh, but it really is a big part of most people's finance and financial plans and retirement plans. So why not talk about owning a house? And should you own a house? Should you not? When should you? What are the advantages and disadvantages? This will be a good one. But before we get into that, how are you doing, Aaron? I am well. You know, we were just talking off air about the uh, most recent Super Bowl we had last Sunday. That was great. Yep. And uh, now we're ready to get back to work and uh, start helping people, you know, plan their retirements accordingly. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. So, you know, Back to our topic. I mean, obviously, homeownership isn't a subject we've talked about before on the show. So this is a good one. I was intrigued when you said we'd spend some time talking about how it might not be for everybody, homeownership, mm-hmm. that is. So how do you want to get this conversation rolling? Well, I landed on today's topic after coming across a really interesting article from The Balance, Eight Reasons to Buy a Home. The first reason you may want to buy a home is because of the simple pride of ownership. That pride comes from knowing that because it's your house, it's your rules. Want to paint the kitchen walls hot pink? It's your call. Want to build a full wall of shelves to display your Star Wars action figure collection? (laughs) Nobody's stopping you. Once you own the place that long, the list of rules that comes with renting goes right out the window. And when it comes to your finances, your home may increase in value over time, which may create future equity. 
Ah, yeah, equity. That's a great word. And we, we all want to build up the equity. I mean, also pride of ownership and that potential equity are both elements of home ownership that definitely resonate with me. And like a lot of people, when I was in my 20s, you know, and had apartments and roommates, I had a lot of fun, made a lot of friends uh, living that way. But there's nothing like the feeling uh, when somebody hands you the keys to your own home. Very, very true. Let's talk a bit more about that appreciation because it's clearly something many people are banking on when they purchase a home. Although the real estate market can ebb and flow just like any other financial market, housing values do generally appreciate over time. A good tool when you're house shopping is the Federal Housing Finance Agency's House Price Index tool. Let me repeat that. The Federal Housing Finance Agency's House Price Index tool. Yeah, say that six times fast. (laughs) Yeah. It's available on their website, fhfa.gov. That's frankhenryfrankarnold.gov. With it, you can track the history of home values in a given community and neighborhood. Okay. And so uh, if you buy a home when you're still young uh, with the goal of downsizing, then when you retire your potential home appreciation, that could really come in handy. Uh, That is a good point. Uh, What's next? Well, another possible upside of homeownership is mortgage interest deduction. In fact, depending on your circumstances, you may even be able to view your home as something of a tax shelter because tax rates tend to favor homeowners. For some, taking advantage of the mortgage interest deduction can be a factor behind the decision to dive into homeownership. The key is to keep your mortgage balance below the price you paid for your home because that way your mortgage interest may be entirely deductible on your tax return. And that can work in your favor for an extended period of time, as interest can be the largest element of a monthly mortgage payment for years. Right. Well, yeah, there you go. And it's, it's a lot to take on, that's for sure. And, you know, if you, um, jeepers, if you buy your home, Uh, when you're still young with the goal of downsizing when you retire. uh, That home appreciation is good, but uh, isn't it also true that a homeowner can deduct some of their property taxes once they... Yes. Yeah. Very, very true, Tony. Uh, IRS Publication 530 is a great resource. That's a great read right there. Yes, sir, for new (laughs) homeowners. It explains that in general, you can deduct your state and local property taxes. We should also note that many homeowners pay their property taxes within their monthly mortgage payments. You should also be aware that to fully utilize the interest and property tax deductions, you'll need to itemize your deductions. Because of the increased standard deduction that kicked in with the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, some some homeowners may determine that the standard deduction is a better strategy. Right. And I know just a little bit about uh, the capital gains exclusion for homeowners. Not a lot. Tell us more about that. Well, that's a great question. Uh, if If you lived in your home for a minimum of two out of the last five years when you sell it, you can exclude as much as $250,000 for an individual and $500,000 for a married couple of the profit from capital gains. Additionally, you don't have to buy a replacement home or upgrade. You can use this exclusion on your taxes every two years, which essentially means you could sell a home every two years and enjoy the profits without taxes, with some limitations, of course. Sure. 
obviously, there's always limitations. So uh, there really are outstanding financial benefits uh, then that come with home ownership. I certainly agree with you there, Tony. And here's another one. If you make money when you sell your home that is allowable within the exclusion, that money will be categorized as capital gains as long as you've owned your home for more than a year. And that benefits your wallet because capital gains are taxed preferentially compared to standard income tax, which may mean that even if your sales price exceeds the exclusion, your tax bill may be smaller than you think. Please remember to always consult with your tax professional to discuss your specific tax situation. Well, you know what? That's a really good point. And obviously, there are some outstanding financial benefits uh, that come with home ownership, including uh, taxes. Uh, you know, there are a lot of tax implications around home ownership. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, but a lot of benefits as well. Now, uh, we've been talking about uh, some pros and cons of buying a home. And obviously, there's a lot to this because we're all inundated with advertising that paints a clear picture that home ownership is as American as apple pie. Uh, that's one thing, but home ownership probably isn't for everyone, right? Well, another article from The Balance, Why You Shouldn't Buy a House, has some insights that I think might be helpful for some of our listeners. The first reason not having a down payment can probably be categorized as good old-fashioned common sense. Sure. Unless you qualify for a VA loan or a first-time homebuyer program, you're going to need a down payment that can range from roughly 3.5% of the sales price for an FHA loan, that is, to at least 10% of the sales price for a conventional loan. Yikes. And for a lot of people, a down payment is no small matter. I mean, based on your comments about payments, uh, down payments, I'm guessing credit or the lack thereof can also impact your ability to buy a house then. Right, right. Your credit plays a major role in your ability to buy a home. If your credit score is south of 620, you might find it very hard to find a lender willing to do business with you. And if you do find one, it's quite possible that your interest rate and fees will be astronomical. Obviously, a higher interest rate means a higher monthly mortgage payment. Now, FHA loans are slightly more permissive, with credit scores of 580 still sometimes qualifying. In fact, as the article notes, nearly 20% of all home buyers have credit scores below 600. So while bad credit might not be completely disqualifying, it's likely to make your path to home ownership a little more challenging. Yeah, which is yet another reason to keep an eye on that credit score and ensure that it's as healthy as you can possibly make it. Uh, what else do you have for us, Aaron? A high debt ratio is another potential hurdle to home ownership. Though lenders are often changing their standards when it comes to debt ratios, the percentage you're left with when you divide your monthly debt payments by your monthly income should hit the sweet spot of about 43%. If your current debt is gobbling up more than half of your monthly income, you probably aren't in a position to add a monthly mortgage payment to the mix. Yeah, you know what? I, I've had friends and family ask me about how to tell if they're ready to buy a home and uh, one of the things I always ask is, are you happy with your job and is it stable? Uh, because mm -hmm. the answer to either one of those questions, if it's no, then you're probably not ready. Yeah, I think that's really great advice, Tony. If you have any inkling that your job might not be there months down the road, you should avoid saddling yourself with a mortgage. 
as the balance explains, foreclosure listings are full of people who are in that position because they lost their job. Yeah, that's tough. And, and to me, it's important for people to not succumb to the mythology of the American dream and buy a home before they're really ready. I, I think that's what I'm getting from what you're saying to us today, Aaron. And, you know, just waiting a few more years, spending that time working with somebody like yourself, a financial professional, to strengthen that overall financial strategy, that makes a world of difference. You couldn't be more right. Uh, another sign that you're that you aren't ready to buy a home maybe moving frequently. For most folks, buying a home is something of a long-term commitment. You're putting down roots because you intend to stay a while. If you buy a home and very quickly thereafter decide to sell it, for whatever reason, you may find it exceedingly challenging to get a fair price, which will leave you potentially eating a financial loss. Ouch. Yeah, and I think another component of the decision-making process should be the status of the market, right? I mean, Purchasing a home in a shaky market might have consequences that could last for years. You nailed it. Yep. Purchasing a home while the market is declining, only to see that market continue its downward trajectory, can be a financial nightmare. Even then, you're betting on the real estate market completely recovering over time. And though that's probably not a terrible bet, it's far from a guarantee. Yeah. Well, how about one final sign that you might not be ready to buy a home? A lot of travel, whether it's for business or pleasure, might mean you should consider holding off on a home purchase. While condos are often considered a good financial move for people who are on the road a lot, the reality is you're still paying a homeowners association fee that's due every month, regardless if you're there to use the amenities that fee covers. Ah, good point. Yeah, I'd never thought of that before, actually. And that's just another aspect about home ownership, especially with condos and townhomes. If you're not around, you're paying that fee uh, and it really isn't doing you any good. And, you know, we've been looking at some reasons to buy a home and, and why you might not want to. Uh, so what do you have for us uh, in this segment? Well, to conclude today's program, I thought it would be wise to talk about the clear advantages of renting instead of buying. As we've discussed throughout the show, Owning a home is a goal for many Americans, and not getting to that point as quickly as you'd like can sometimes seem like a failure. But the fact is, there are very clear financial benefits to renting for the long term and possibly even forever. An Investopedia article, 10 Reasons Why Renting Could Be Better Than Buying, does an outstanding job of making the case. The first major benefit of renting instead of owning is simply the lack of maintenance costs and repair bills. If you're a renter and the fridge gives out, or the furnace starts sputtering, it's someone else's problem. Conversely, if you own your home and the fridge dies, well, I hope you and your credit card enjoy the Saturday you're about to spend at the home improvement store. <laughs> you know what? Nothing sends a cold chill down my spine like our furnace making a strange noise because I immediately then start to do the repair bill math in my mind. If I'm laying in bed and the furnace mm -hmm. makes an odd sound, I, I always say to my wife, what is that? <laughs> or if my wife says, <laughs> I, I think, think our, our furnace is off. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I think I think our listeners who already own a home are probably nodding in agreement yeah, there, Tony. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Well, earlier in the show, we spoke a little bit about amenities. And the fact is, when you rent, you may position yourself to enjoy some really great benefits like swimming pools, fitness centers, and heated underground parking. The cost of these amenities is generally factored right into your rent. Yeah, that's another good point. I mean, it's funny. I know a few people who have pools at their homes, and you you hear more about the maintenance costs and the pain it is than you do about pool parties. You know? Yeah, I don't think that's an accident. <laughs> Another big benefit to renting instead of owning is that you don't have to worry about real estate taxes. For a lot of homeowners, real estate taxes can be a hefty bill that, depending on your county, can tally thousands of dollars annually. Property taxes are generally calculated using the estimated value of the house and the amount of land it sits on. As newly built homes continue to get bigger and bigger, Property taxes alone may be something that frees out some potential buyers. Yeah, good point. I have to confess that not having to pay real estate taxes sounds like a good deal to me for sure as a homeowner. Yep. Something along those same lines, Tony, is that you don't have to worry about a down payment when you rent. Typically, renters must pay a security deposit equal to a month's rent. In theory, if the property hasn't been damaged when you move out, you'll get that deposit back. Now, on the flip side, when you buy a home, you may be required to make a down payment, as we discussed earlier, and that could be significant. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right and that the down payment or the lack thereof may make renting long term more appealing for a lot of people. Yep. And another thing they might find appealing is the flexibility in terms of where they want to live. When you rent, you can live wherever you want. Let's use New York as an example. When you buy, you're limited to the housing prices in your preferred location, which for a lot of people means New York is simply unrealistic. However, if you're renting, a life in New York may be more attainable. Yeah, or maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, depending on what part of New York. Yeah, rent prices in New York City aren't uh, any better than the the mortgages probably, but, but it is a good point that you make. I mean, paying rent instead of mortgage is certainly going to open up more options for where you can live. What else do you have for us? As a renter, you don't have to worry about shrinking property values. The real estate market's gains and losses may give homeowners an ulcer, but if you're a renter, that's one burden you don't have to concern yourself with. Well, that's a great point. Now, we've had a great show today, Aaron, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, we've covered a lot in this episode, so if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office at area code 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com.
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.